Hey there, friends. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to invite you to our next Collaboration Zone Zoom party. This is a free Zoom chat get together with all of my entrepreneur friends in the Rise and Recovery Network, where we can share mind and business growth tips, strategies, and you get to network with other entrepreneurs of all experience levels. So if you want to level up your business and get connected, book your spot today. Head on over to www. The road forward slash collaboration zone. When we recover, we are returning to a normal state of health, mind, or strength. We begin the process of regaining control over something that was lost. Welcome to the Road Beyond Recovery podcast, and my name is Tamar, your host. Have you ever felt like you were meant for more? Well, I help people discover their purpose so they can follow their passion and realize what they are truly capable of. My mission is to empower people in recovery to embrace their authentic selves, live up to their true potential, and answer the question, what lies beyond recovery for you? Hey everyone, how's it going? Tamar here from the Road Beyond Recovery podcast. Thanks so much for joining me on another episode where we venture into the mini series Tamar and Lindsay Go Neuro, where today we talk about emotional intelligence. And this is such a fascinating topic because honestly, when I started going through this module, I thought, well, I've got pretty high emotional intelligence. I mean, know, in the first year, well, probably two years, I would say of my recovery, I cried more than I did my whole entire life. Because of course, for me, I think a big part of why I started drinking was my inability to handle my emotions, right? I didn't want to feel anymore. I wanted to feel like I fit in. And so, you know, when I actually built that foundation in early recovery, I learned how to express my emotions. I learned how to cry. I learned how to walk through and move through my emotions. But little did I know that I still had triggers that caused me to react to situations instead of to step back, to think about what I was feeling, to think about why the emotion was created and, and you know, not, um, and just respond Um you know, and it was, I, I found that completely interesting because I can take constructive criticism all day long, but if somebody attacks my integrity, right, it's it's something I'm very um, passionate about and my vulnerability and being open and honest with what I share. And so when I feel like, you know, somebody is attacking my credibility, that was one of my triggers. And it was just interesting to learn all that kind of stuff, right? How you can be so emotional, intelligent in one area, but not in another. And so, you know, I think that emotional intelligence is definitely not something that's optional for leaders. It's something that can unlock your untapped potential. And it's something that in today's episode, we are going to dive into much, much deeper. Now, before we get into that, you hear me talking, you hear it in the intro about our Collaboration Zone Zoom party. Now, I'm really excited about these calls because they have been so much fun. And we open up the calls with a bit of training, which lasts about 10 minutes. 
And, you know, I'm going to be digging into the mind science of beliefs, mindset, emotional intelligence, the subconscious mind, right? And even get into a little bit of neuroplasticity. And then we're going to get into a speed connection round, which is basically an introduction of who you are, what you do, what kind of services you provide. And you can ask for connections, favors, feedback from the rest of the group, which is an incredibly powerful way to network. So if you have a course that you need some beta testers for, you're running a challenge and you need some support on that, there are some amazing people in this group. And of course, at the end of each call, we do either a 10-minute hot seat, which is voluntarily done. Um, you get to pick if you want to be in one of these hot seats and you basically can share what your biggest roadblock is and the rest of the group where there's all sorts of different experience. They get to share their strategies and how they overcame that roadblock. So you get some assistance from the rest of the group, of course. And then we also have member training. So if you have an area of expertise that you want to share with the rest of the entrepreneurs in the call, you get to do so. So that is also something you can let me know if you're interested in, but to register for these calls, you head on over to www.theroadforward.ca slash collaboration zone. Now, as I mentioned earlier today, we're gonna dig into another episode of Tamar and Lindsay Go Neuro, and we're gonna chat about emotional intelligence. We're gonna talk about the definition, also our experience going through the program ourselves, how emotional intelligence can benefit you. We're gonna show you how you can gain some emotional awareness through some of the action steps that we have laid out at the end of each episode. So some real good stuff. I hope you enjoy this episode. It was probably one of my favorite in the NeuroChange method. And like I mentioned as well on some of the previous episodes, Lindsay and I are going to be hosting a group training, which you don't want to miss out. There will be a 90-day challenge at the end of this training. So if you want to learn more, you can head on over to our mini series website, which is tamarandlindsaygoneuro.com. We kept it simple. Enjoy the show. We are live. We are back. And hi, Lindsay. How are you? I'm good, Tamar. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm really excited about the topic that we're going to dive into today, which is emotional intelligence. And <clears throat> there are so many different definitions. Mm. But the one that I picked out for today's show is the ability to monitor one's own and others' emotions to discriminate among them and to use the information to guide one's thinking and actions. And I, <laughs> as we were going through this module, I realized that my emotional intelligence is not as high as I thought it was because I still, I think it's because I haven't really learned until now how to feel it in the body, which is something we're going to talk about and then recognize, you know, one of the examples they used in there was, you know, we could be walking down the street, right? And we, we pass, we, we pass a friend and they, you know, they see you and they look at you, but they don't acknowledge you and they walk right by you. And as humans, oftentimes we'll think, hmm, okay, I wonder what's wrong. But then we also, we start to tell ourselves stories, right? We might get angry. We'll get like offended. 
and we start to think and we make up these stories about what is really going on and typically as human nature right we think what did we do wrong are they mad at me without taking the time to go I wonder if they're having a bad day. Maybe I should give them a shout later and just make sure they're okay, <laughs> right? Because I think we get we get stuck in that, right? I, I can't tell you how often I do that where I take something personally and I'm like, okay, I got to get a grip. I got to learn these emotional intelligence strateger, strategers, strategies. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Oh, I'm just sitting here as this is literally, and I say this literally as literally one of my favorite topics. Yep. Because emotions, starting to understand how unemotionally intelligent I was, just helped me to start to become a better, more aligned, more... Um, in my eyes, using this word again, again, resilient person. Mm -hmm. And what I love that you beautifully demonstrated there is that emotions are gosh darn complicated and mm -hmm. they're, they're very rarely just one emotion at a time, but that lay, uh, but emotions themselves are layered and what what emotional intelligence does is that it at the end of the day it allows us to accept the understanding that all emotions all of them are valid sorry i have dog for oh, tickling <laughs> me right now so i just, <laughs> so is it, that all emotions those that leave us feeling super duper pleasant those that feel us feeling glug and glug or um, real terms, acceptance of them is so important because they all have a place and a purpose. Yeah. And to be able to tap into our real selves, to be able to fully um, understand the power of neuro change and how our emotions allow us to grow as a human and change our brain it's important. <laughs> Where are you going with this? And say, well, it's important. Um, you know, and I think uh, particularly because you, you and I, we work with a lot of leaders and at this day and age, you know, emotional intelligence is no longer an optional extra for leaders yeah. because when we start to become more emotionally intelligent with ourselves, we unlock our own untapped potential, but we also then start to get curious and curiosity is key for leaders about how can we support our people in untapping their potential. Mm -hmm. And so emotional intelligence is not sitting there holding hands, singing Kumbaya. I was just going to say, are we going to sing Kumbaya now? I mean, we can because, because it's fun, but, but it's not sitting there. Emotional intelligence allows us to be productive. It emotional intelligence allows us to grow. It's, it's so important. 
Now, uh, now, how does this start though? It starts with, I don't know, emotional awareness. Now, mm -hmm. my dear friend, I want to talk about that in the body experience. But before I do that, can you share, you know, what exactly is emotional awareness? Emotional awareness is really learning because so there's five levels of emotional, you know, basically what the body goes through um, when you know you're feeling an emotion. And there is, you know, somewhat of a difference between feeling and emotion, feelings and emotions. But so first, our body will actually feel something before our brain will register. And I'm pointing like, you know, I mean, those watching, you can see me pointing, but those listening, you can't. Um, our body will often first feel what's going on, that it's, it's that it triggers us, like something's happening, I need to acknowledge it. Then it goes into our head, right? Which that is going to trigger our response. That is going to trigger how we take action, right? It's that fight or, fight or flight. And so that's really important, but it's also important to recognize those emotions because often we or we react instead of responding, right? And we either experience a single emotion. Mm -hmm. We either, we can, like my example, right, of walking down the street and it could start off like you have, you know, you're confused, right? And then you start to create the story and now you're getting frustrated, right? So you get that, that um, fourth one is a blend of a blend of emotions, right? Um, or then it could be a blend of a blend of, sorry, so that fourth one was a blend of emotions, right? We're experiencing different, had that backwards. And then you go to a blend of a blend of emotions, right? An experience kind of thing. Um, but it is really important because those, those emo emotions can progress, right? First we can, it starts off really light and it can, we make it heavy, right? Mm -hmm. We, it, that's why resentment, I think when we're resentful, especially as a leader, right? When a resentment comes up, it's always super important to acknowledge that. Like, what is going on here? What is my part in this, right? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And it's something that I, I work with a lot of people on. Because when we let it fester, we experience that blend of a blend of emotions, right? We start with one and then it just progressively gets worse as we turn that, you know, molehill into a mountain, essentially. Did that make sense? Did I describe that properly? Because, you know, I want you to elaborate a little bit on like, you know, how your body feels that, right? One of the examples you gave was the ears going red when you're embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. And so what you've described is so beautiful. You're basically just explaining this so beautifully and I love it so much because um, so emotions are energy. What we often confuse with an emotion is the feeling, which is in, in in the most simplistic ways, in my understanding, is the movement of that energy, how we express it because of what that specific energy is to us. So, for example, you when 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 you and I were first talking about emotional intelligence, I feel emotion in my body mm -hmm. when I get embarrassed. I can feel my ears turn a flaming a red. It goes throughout my whole body. It then all of a sudden goes and it trickles into my cheeks, down my throat, into my heart, into my gut. And what is very interesting 
is that is embarrassment and you can very easily turn when you understand that an emotion is really a physical response at times, mm-hmm. you can understand how to then transform that emotion and use it and, and use it. And um, so I believe, who is it? Uh, what's the name? Bruce Springsteen? Bruce, one of the Bruces, <laughs> one of the Bruces, um, he very, very famously uses, he gets horrific stage fright and nervous energy and everything but what he started to understand is that nervous and excitement show up the exact same way in the body it's how our brain translates that emotion and so what he started to understand and and capitalize and and capture and use this feeling of nervousness is when he starts to feel nervous He's able to then understand, hey, I feel nervous. You know what? This is also excitement. So I'm going to use this energy that's in my body. I'm going to change it and I'm going to put on a really good show. And so that is a completely different energy than if he's just like, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. Mm-hmm. I now need to go on stage and per- perform and be my, my, my badass self. Right. And I think when we are able to identify what is this in my body and where is it in my body that allows us to take that space um and this this actually comes from uh victor frankel uh um his idea of that that space to respond to take that moment of what is this really about so that i can then respond rather than react so when i'm embarrassed i don't have to then shy away and be like oh my goodness i'm so embarrassed i yeah (laughs) i'm embarrassed i'm a freaking human yeah but then i used to equate that with being am i a person of worth Mm -hmm. oh my goodness i no longer i'm right but now it's just oh i'm embarrassed oh whoops i'm a human that understanding how it's resonating throughout my body allows me to then give myself compassion to release that emotion. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love that. That was so well put. And, you know, one of the things that I want to comment on is emotions. I think we always look at them as positive or negative and there's no negative. Now I believe there's positive emotions for sure, Mm -hmm. but there is no such thing as a negative emotion. It's how we interpret that. So, Let's talk about the positive or what we associate to be positive emotions, right? Which is excitement, joy, happiness, enthusiasm, right? There is a plus to being able to convert those perceived negative emotions, right? Like Mm -hmm. anger. I mean, anger is a good emotion if it's Mm -hmm. going to help you learn to respond in a more productive way. You've realized that now this is a trigger. I have to recognize this trigger right? I'm not going to react because when we react, of course, that is where our emotional intelligence is lacking. When we learn to respond, right? We we might need to respond. We have to acknowledge that, hey, this actually made me angry. But being able to really work on holding on to those positive emotions, right? Like we just had this heat dome here in on, you know, the west, western side, um, western central side of Canada. And it was painful. And 
I, you know, going through it, I was frustrated. I was angry because our power went out and it was really difficult. But then at the same time, I thought, okay, I've learned how to shift my emotions. And I thought, hey, in a couple of days, once this dome breaks, the, you know, um, you know, for us um, Canadians up here and most of the rest of the world, the 30 to 35 degree summer is going to seem like a piece of cake to us, right? So you have to shift that emotion and focus on the positive emotions and the awareness, I think, triggered by positive emotions that facilitates coping with adversity. Mm -hmm. It improves like just your coping in general. It increases the positivity of your experiences, right? Your positive emotion, it perpetuates. The more we think positively, the more it seeps into, whoops, I just hit my mic here. I get to, I get really excited. I, I understand. Super excited, right? We should sit on our hands, both of us. I know, I know. No. But it enhances our future positive experience. And as this cycle continues, People build their psychological resilience to enhance their emotional well-being. There is so many benefits about focusing on, you know, it, it decreases your ill-being, right? It increases your resilience and it increases your well-being. So, you know, let's kind of talk about that. There is that positive place for negative emotions. We had this conversation a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well... Uh Absolutely. I mean, there's a place for everything. Otherwise, it wouldn't exist. And part of that is, you know, negative, quote unquote, negative, or those seemingly not so great feeling emotions, let's let's call them that. They have benefits, they are biologically in there for a reason. And a lot of it is to keep us aware of what is going on around us. They're a coping mechanism for survival. And if they're a coping mechanism for survival, that means it's something to pay attention to because it's clearly lasted for a while. I don't know what that voice is. Anywho. So, <laughs> however, we do not... The, tr we, the truth is we don't want to sit in any emotion too long. Yes. Right. So we need to understand how can we release emotions as they are in us? Um, because there is absolute danger in suppressing emotions because it's essentially you're just putting more and more Mentos in a Coke container as much as you can, putting the lid on, shaking it up, and then all of a sudden, when you least expect it, that lid's going to blow off, and it's not mm -hmm. going to blow off on the right person. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Have you tried that exercise before, by the way? It kind of, it really kind of makes me want to go out and grab <laughs> a bottle of pop, put some Mentos in there, and shake it up, and see what happens. Yeah, this this episode is going to come with a warning. <laughs> Yes. Do not try don't, this at home. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's there's absolute, there's there's danger in suppressing the emotion. There's danger in overwhelmingly expressing the emotion. So what in the world can you do then? Well, it goes right back to that emotional awareness, does it not? Yes. yes. Yeah. So let's talk about that. How do we 
in those moments of, okay, I have this not so great feeling emotion in my body. I don't want it to stay. I'm not going to bottle it up and push it down, but I also don't want to <laughs> release it uncontrollably on the world. What am I going to do? Shoot. And the what? first step, and we get, we dive into this in the neuro change method. Like we mm -hmm. really, there is so much more to be able to do to, I think, get a handle over your emotional responses. But the first step is really to understand, like you said, right? Where do these emotions show up in the body? Because when we understand that, then when we feel it, we're like, oh, okay, I'm angry right now. What is causing me to be angry and what do I need to do about it? So I think the first thing is to develop that emotional awareness. And it's a super simple exercise where you literally write down the list of emotions that are the most, I would say, abundant in your life. Like, do you find yourself getting angry a lot? Or are you really, you know, excited, enthusiastic, you know, joy, happiness, um, anger, sadness is a big one too. And write, write a list down of a few emotions that you were, would want to work on. I'd say put like a little bundle of five together when you first start this. And then literally sit there and be mindful, right? And do the deep breathing because the deep breathing is really good for our brain. And then experience the last time you felt that emotion very strongly and run yourself through that scenario again. And as you, you know, you have your eyes closed and you're picturing that scenario where do you start to feel it in the body, right? Because I will get, you know, like if I'm frustrated or I'm angry, I start to get that chest tightness, right? Mm -hmm. And then it will go to my brain. So really notice it, feel it. What happens to your body, right? What are your thoughts coming? Like, are you starting to tell yourself those stories again? Because oftentimes, I don't know about you, but when I'm doing mindfulness practices, if I take myself back there, there's stories that will start to pop up again, right? Because you relive that. What happens in that moment? And then when you're done that, right, journal about it. So take, you know, if sad was the first one you want to put in there, what was that experience? Where did you first feel it? Where are you holding it, right? What were the stories you started to tell yourself? And again, going back to those belief modules, the belief module, was that true, Right. Because oftentimes it's our body telling us something to get us to react in a certain way that is not the truth. It's just what we're used to doing and how we're used to responding. So then what do you do after? You let it go. You accept that you're feeling this way. Right. You talk about it and mm -hmm. start practicing that. Anytime you experience a really intense emotional, feel it. Where is it in the body? Okay. Is there another emotion though? Right. That you could, like you said, right? Is that actually excitement? Could I shift that way of thinking? But that's a super, super powerful exercise you can do to just really get a handle on where do you feel those emotions in the body? What do you think? I, I absolutely. Um, and I think one thing to really note here, um, as you go through this is what we tend to do sometimes is think that I am this specific emotion. And in that, then we're equating ourselves with worth or not, or what we value within that emotion. As we start to understand what, as we start to notice what emotions are coming up, rather than saying, I am angry, mm. notice and say, I am noticing that I am feeling angry. 
in this, you then separate yourself from how, what, whatever value you placed on that emotion. Because peer, that, I mean, that emotion is val has a valid place, period. But if you yourself are starting to do this emotions work, recognize that these ugly, quote unquote, emotions have a place and they do not equate with your worth. They're merely there to inform. And so be very mindful of the words you're using when you're identifying the emotion and how you are relating to the emotion. Mm -hmm. So that, that I think, and that can come from your journaling, that can, can come from just sitting there and being like, oh, well, you're not sitting there feeling so nicely. What is that about? Mm -hmm. Right. And in that, then just, and, and, and through this all, the most important thing is just have that gentle compassion for yourself, that acceptance of what you're doing is brave and difficult and not everyone is willing to do this work. So be mindful of that because it is, it, it's, it's a whole new world and allows you to almost breathe easier because you mm -hmm. give yourself more time to breathe. Yeah. So. And breathing is a powerful, powerful tool mm -hmm. when there's an emotion that you're, I love how you've identified we are not our emotions, right? Mm -hmm. And we need to remember that, you know, it's like, you're not necessarily an angry person. You're just experiencing anger in this moment, mm -hmm. right? I think that is super, super incredibly important. And I'm so glad you mentioned that because yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, we are not our emotions. It's just our body's response to something that's to outside stimuli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's exactly it is. Yeah, I, I, beautiful. I don't have anything else to say because you said it beautifully. And it's just we're not the emotions. And that's the heart, one of the hardest things to start to work through. But you just have to be very conscious and cognizant and understand if I were to accept this emotion, how does that allow me to do the rest of my life? Mm -hmm. What would letting go of this emotion do for me? Mm -hmm. And we get to then play and we then get to be curious. Yeah. And then we get, then we get to express emotions such as anger in a healthy way because it is a healthy emotion. Yeah. And it's when we don't understand how to express these emotions in a healthy way that we get caught up. But when we learn that this is just something to express. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you want to dive deeper into this, um, we mentioned at the beginning of the series, Lindsay and I are running um, a program called the NeuroChange Method, um, late July, early August. And we really dive into this. So, you know, you're going to get a chance to kind of do exercises like, you know, when I learned that I was not as emotional intelligent as I thought, I was shocked, but it also gave me a lot more awareness now. And as I've moved forward, I'm like, it is really important to understand emotional intelligence. And, mm -hmm. you know, next week we're going to get into the subconscious mind, which is also an incredibly fascinating topic. You know, as we learned, our brain has, we don't have two brains, right? That's a myth. We have system one and system two. We have the subconscious mind and we have the conscious mind. And so we're going to learn 
how they both work together. I mean, the best example is the car, right? When we were young and we learned how to drive a car, it was like 10 and 2, 10 and 2. Don't talk to me. Don't turn the radio on, you know, and to now where we can literally talk on the phone. We can do all these things while we're driving and not even remember where we're going. Hands free. Just going to hands free. Yes. We are promoting safety here. Safety first. I mean, But it is really like, I think it's a fascinating topic and I'm really excited to get into the subconscious mind because that's some powerful stuff too. I feel like every time we talk about a topic and then we move to the next module of discussion, it's like, ooh, this is another exciting one because they really do build upon one another. They do. And I mean, really uh, going through the program together was wonderful and fascinating. But I think being able to do this takes it and is allowing us to 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 really understand we've done this work throughout our lives, throughout overcoming our own obstacles and barriers to moving towards our own purpose. Mm -hmm. And now it just reiterates, we know what we're doing and here's how we did it. And it breaks down exactly the science behind it, which for me is so cool because it it's like, here's the brain, here's the mind, here's them together. Yeah. And we just, it's so cool. I love it so much. And every time we talk about it, you, exactly that it builds on top. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So next week's going to be exciting. So make sure you don't miss out. And if you haven't listened to any of the previous ones, you have to go back. You have to listen to them from the start. There's a reason they are the way they are. So I'm excited. I'm great conversation again today. Like I said, this was one of my favorite modules, I think, in the entire program. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, well, I guess we'll just see everybody next week. Can't wait. Yay. Bye, everyone. Bye. Well, how was that for you? I hope you got some good information out of that episode, some good actionable steps to become more emotional aware. And, you know, since I've done this exercise for a few of my emotions, now when it starts to creep up, it doesn't set me into that reactive mode like I'm so accustomed to, you know, I don't know about you, but Anytime I would get upset about something, I would really just react instead of respond. You know, I wouldn't take those deep breaths. I wouldn't recognize, okay, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling this right now? Um, And so, you know, becoming more emotionally aware, I think, is the first step in emotional intelligence. And of course, there is so, so much more involved in this. And Lindsay and I go into depth in the NeuroChange Method. So if you're interested in joining us for that, which the program is going to be a group program, space will be limited, head on over to Tamar and Lindsay, goneuro.com and get a hold of us or join the waitlist. You will not want to miss out on this one. And guys, until next week, be safe out there. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Road Beyond Recovery. Did you know that our dreams can become a reality? When you determine your purpose in life and you allow that purpose to guide you, anything is possible. It just takes action. Don't wait until you're ready. Start to create the life you were truly meant to live right now. I am super passionate about my mission to help people live up to their true potential. So if you want to learn more, 
check out my website at www.theroadforward.ca. And until next week, keep exploring what lies beyond recovery for you.